me a mission, I got demons to slay. Communication made you talk in this way. Anxious world, what's going on, my good people? I thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Anxiety About Anxiety podcast. Like always, I'm a very honored, blessed, and thankful host, Keith. Um, yeah, so welcome to the first episode of 2023. Another year for the podcast, another year for me and you. Um, ho- I hope everybody had a safe and blessed holidays, a Christmas, happy new, um, uh, ha- uh, happy new year. And, you know, so now let's let's get into it and, you know, make our make this year better than last year. That's the goal. I know that's my goal. So, yeah, I'm going to continue doing what I got to do on this show. I'm very honored to have Jim Palooch. I hope I said his last name right. Um, Jim is a author, a motiv- motivational speaker, a business coach, amongst other things. And he was nice enough to come on and share his story about living with depression and the journey he went through out his life and how it affected his life and how it kind of motivated him to write the book, The The Depressed Motivational Speaker. And it's kind of loosely based off of his story. And he'll kind of explain that to you in the recording. Um, it's a very good episode, you guys. I think you guys going to get a lot out of it. I know for me, I kind of related to one part of the story, how he was uh, talking about uh, feeling depressed and still trying to go out on stage and be a motivational speaker. Like, how can you... How can you motivate other people when you can't motivate yourself or you feeling down and depressed? So how can you get other other people, you know, to feel uh, good about themselves? And uh, I've been through that. I fight with that a lot, especially with this podcast. You know, it have been episodes that I was down in the dumps, going through a lot of anxiety or whatever it may be. But, you know, I had to come on here and try to, you know, encourage people to speak, speak about their mental health. And, you know, just just try to motivate other people. And he also said he a good motivational listener, probably more than a uh, probably better than a motivational speaker. I can relate to that, too. I can I can listen to people all all the time. You know, I love it. Actually, I love listening to people, you know, open up, up open up about what they've been through. Uh, I really feel like it helps them out. And. I can relate to Jim on that, you know, and. Yeah, it's a really good story that he's going to share with you guys. So I encourage all you guys out there to go find his book, The Depressed Motivational Speaker. I will leave a link down in the descriptions and all of the above, you guys. So, Jim, thank you so much for being a participant and being a voice for mental health and doing everything that you're doing. I really appreciate it. I know my fans, my listeners, everybody else appreciate it. So without further ado... Let's let's get into the 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 depressed motivational speaker with Jim Palooch. Everybody stay safe, be blessed. I'll be back again with another inspirational episode. Hi, I'm Jim Palooch, the author of the book The Depressed Motivational Speaker, and we will talk more about that as the podcast goes along here. But first, a great big thanks to Keith and his mission behind Anxiety About Anxiety podcast and the opportunity it gives all of us to just stop and reflect on um, 
on on mental health and the and uh, in my case the uh, the battle with the uh, with the demon depression and um, what I've learned from it and what it's meant uh, in struggles through throughout my life and um, and then hopefully um, in writing the book what it's allowed me to find uh, as a, as a strategy to battling it. And um, and to be able to share that just just a bit with you uh, over the next little bit of time that we have together, for the past thirty five years, I have been a speaker, a motivational speaker, as well as a coach, and and uh, uh, both in leadership, team team development, uh, sales, and um, and and building businesses with hundreds of company and companies and thousands of people across North America uh, have written several several books. Five Important Things uh, was my first one, written almost 20 years ago. Uh, Leaving a Legacy was the second, and now The Depressed Motivational Speaker. Uh, the idea of talking about depression has been a, a passion of mine throughout that, that whole time because I was able to run into so many people that um, in my ability to coach and in my ability to talk with, with people and, and to open up. And I have often felt that I'm a better motivational listener than a motivational speaker. I was able to get people to, to open up and, and talk. And, and, and many times it wasn't um, it wasn't the most pleasant experience as we would sit at a, uh, a conference room table and they, they would, the tears would flow and they would talk and I would listen, but I, but I was able to, um, to maybe hold up a mirror and allow, uh, people to, to look at themselves just as I was not doing for myself at, at the time. And I'll talk more on on uh, on that. But I had the ability to help other people do it, and, and so the idea of being able to talk about it, uh, to have an out, outlet like anxiety about anxiety to talk about it, uh, just creates a great opportunity uh, for me personally to uh, to think and to share, and uh, hopefully together uh, help each other. So. The, the, the challenges that I've, uh, have faced with depression, I can I think for me depression at first seed crystal was was uh, planted probably back almost 60 years ago when I was four years old and um, and, and, and used depression or used uh, manipulative ways um, to, to get things that I that I wa- wanted and to, whether it was um, to get noticed or to get a new toy or to uh, use as an excuse for not doing something. But I can remember how um, I could act a certain way. Um, poor me, focused on me, don't have enough toys, don't have this. And maybe uh, as a result of that, within a couple of days, there was a new baseball glo- glove, uh, or or um, or attention, or and and in my mind it clicked, 
And I thought, hey, if I do this, I get this. If I do this, I get this. And so I think that is where the habit, and I may talk about depression and mental health disorders a little differently um, in this in this podcast, but I truly believe that it's a habit. And I think it's probably important for me to say that um, I am not a, a, a mental health professional. I, uh, it's been street smarts and observations and hundreds of books read, but I do not have um, the credentials or the degree in, in treating mental, mental health. So what I am sharing with you are, are some of the observations and hundreds of ideas and thoughts and time walking in the woods and sitting on an airplane and thinking about um, maybe the talk I just gave or the people I just met. Uh, uh, so again, using what I talk about here and, and open up about my story as just food for thought for, for you and, 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 and for me as, uh, as you're listening and as I'm working through it uh, here. So, so the, I learned that habit at a young age and then watched my father teach me how to be depressed because he was the greatest guy in the world. And, uh, and then there would come those times that he would sink into this low um, place, this bad mood, this never, never abusive, never uh, um, scared, but you knew that, well, dad was, as my aunts and uncles would say, your, your dad's stubborn or, um, uh, or, or he's just being Polish. Dad, uh, uh, my dad's, my grandmother came from, uh, from Poland. And uh, so they labeled him uh, with, with that, but I watched him do it and uh, observed him, observed my mother in, in some of her battles against his uh, uh, depression and things that uh, and things that she would do, whether it was to um, get even or get mad or whatever with him getting into this bad mood. And, and so the challenges at a young age was going through that and learning it and seeing it. And yet being one of um, uh, one of the happiest uh, uh, kids, uh, as my aunts and uncles would say, one of the best people with uh, one of the best kids with uh, with old people and and loving and caring and all of that. But yet inside there was this this manipulative. Um, feeling that I was was mastering at that at that young age and then as I've grown through high school and in 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 battles of with with that and uh and through college I can remember uh the thoughts that would come um when when depression would set in you know it's just my observation towards myself that depression is maybe one of the um, one of the 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 most um, 
the most devastating habits because the focus is always on ourselves. And we'll talk more about that maybe in a, in a few minutes, that, that the, when we are depressed, and I'll challenge you with this, I've, I've learned this and it's helped me, that uh, when we're depressed, when I'm in that depressed state, if I truly become honest with myself, and, or either during it or after, and reflect back, it's because all the attention was on me. I was focused all on me. I was selfish all about me. And, and so when we can learn that, uh, recognize that, and then maybe just do some small things to, um, to change that, we've got a chance to, to, to cut those battles in those, uh, the time that we spend in those states to maybe just shorten them, and that's a that's a win for for us. At least it's a it's a win for me. And 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 again, my observations in, my, in the best laboratory that I have, my myself. Um, and then as as marriage came in, and um, and a, a wonderful wife, and then two two uh, wonderful uh, sons that that came in. Uh, and then somewhere in uh, all, all of that, at least Beth started helping, saying, hey, uh, counseling, why don't you get some help for this? Why don't you talk to your doctor about, about uh, what you go through and what you, what you um, are doing? And so it did. During a physical, at, at one time, one of the, my, the family doctor asked about my, my mental state and uh, and he said, do you, do you get down? And I said, how did you know? <laughs> he chuckled and he said, uh, it's uh, the, the, he, something like, uh, it's people usually ask uh, or answer yes to that. Yes, I, I do get down. He took me into the other office, shut the door, and on the back of the door was a list of 10 questions that said, are you depressed? And so we go down through them and we go down uh, uh, the, that list of questions. I remember the last question that he that he had there was, "Have you? Do you have thoughts of death? Do you have thoughts of 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 death, of ending your life?" And I took a big deep breath and I said, uh, "Doc, you know, never really to the point of buying a gun or or or, or, or to that ending it." Like, like that, but there's been a few times, well, more than a few, that my plane didn't make it back to the, um, to the city that I was going to or coming from, uh, then uh, that, that might just be okay. And, and I remember him going, oh, oh my, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. And that's when he welcomed me to, or uh, I uh, was introduced to, uh, to Wellbutrin. And um, that was probably 30 plus years ago and, and still, um, still take Wellbutrin today. I'm grateful for it and, and, and just the, the assistance that it, that it, gives, that it gives me. And, um, and then recently in some conversations with, with uh, one of my sons, just late night sitting, we just have a great relationship, uh, this was a challenge that I guess I knew, but didn't know how to put into words. And he did so eloquently that, um, 
as we were talking about depression, that it, um, the instability that it created in our house. And, and again, we, we've gone, we went on great, they, they're both married now and with and kids and, and uh, soon to, hopefully soon to be kids. And, and uh, um, but we had a great life, great vacations, great travel, great things that we, that we did. But yet there was that instability that it put in 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 the, our our home life in in behind behind the scenes of the guy that was up on up on uh, stage and so that could you imagine you know for a five year old or a seven year old or a ten year old um, maybe seeing his dad up on on stage presenting and. Um, but yet knowing that just yesterday he was so down and so blue and uh, uh, barking at them, it, it creates confusion and it created instability. And, and so that's, that's another challenge that comes with, de with depression is um, we never really know what the truth is until we face up to it. And I think that was, um, that was good for me to learn that. Yeah, as as we go through it, so so the uh, the adversity that it that it causes in our careers, um, especially as a motivational speaker, I, I, I shouldn't say especially, but just for me as a motivational speaker, yeah, there was some adversity in it because um, I could be laying in a hotel room thinking, oh, how am I going to go down and talk to this group? Or how am I going to get up and inspire somebody tomorrow feeling the way that I'm feeling today? And yet, I was able to do it. I was very effective at it. I've had an impact in a positive way on many people. And that, that realization, as it started to come to me in, in, throughout the years, that, um, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm feeling blue and depressed and down and uh, can't move my, my feet to get them onto the floor so that I can get into the shower so that I can go down and motivate um, uh, 500 people in a room uh, in, the, uh, in the hotel uh, banquet room. Uh, but I was able to do it. So maybe, just maybe, there's something about depression being a choice and, um, and if we could face that choice in the, in the right way. And that became maybe the, um, the inspiration for trying to write about depression in a, in a book. And that is where the depressed motivational speaker um, started, is how can I create this story of the things that I went through, the things that I noticed other people going through, and try and put it in into um, into a format a, a uh, that would allow us to think and learn together. And here's a thought that I had in 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 writing that that book is um, if if uh, all if the only person that gets help from writing this book is me then it's worth my 
two years or so of writing that book uh, to get better. And, uh, and so it allowed me, it allowed me that opportunity when I, when I set out on, uh, on, on writing the book. With that said, I'm also very thankful for the past year since the book has come out of the many emails, phone calls that, um, that I will uh, get from, from someone that, that goes something, something like this. I, um, I read your book. I've talked to my wife or husband or, and, um, and then I've talked to my doctor and I'm going to get counseling. And, and that's, that's a wonderful, it's a wonderful thing when we start seeing a path um, that can happen in front of us. But that idea of, I took action, I talked to some people, and I'm going to get help um, as, as uh, been a bonus for me when I get those, those emails and, um, and knowing that the book maybe is, is making a difference uh, for, for people. Uh, so I'd love to tell you just a little bit about the strategy that, um, that I, I put into the book, some of the steps that we can use. And the strategy is the same thing that I have done for those, for the past decades, uh, to help companies grow to help uh, individuals grow, to help leaders, to help leadership teams, to help sales teams grow. And, it, um, and I, it, it is just making the decisions and setting uh, a plan into action and then following through on that plan. And I thought if we can take companies if, and, and turn them around uh, to grow and to be very successful, if we can take individuals in their career and turn them around to um, to head in the right direction and, and to grow and, and, and to benefit from the work that they're doing. Can't we do the same for ourselves in this battle with, um, with depression? So the book, The Depressed Motivational Speaker, the book um, deals with a fictional character with, uh, based on a true, true story, uh, Michael, the um, the depressed motivational speaker, and his battle with um, the voices that he would go on, or the voice that would go on in his head, even as he was preparing to give a speech, as he was uh, uh, going through um, the things of, of working with people. Uh, the book deals with... Uh, uh, that that hidden darkness that happens uh, behind our, our lives. And, and so the idea of the, the depressed motivational speaker, almost this oxymoron or this paradox that how can a motivational speaker be depressed? Well, they, they can. And so I, I explore that and write about it in a way that... Um, has some creativity to it that you you laugh, you cry, you get uh, interested in the story. You meet other characters that um, that Michael uh, joins up with 
as they've um, all failed at, um, at um, suicide attempts and, uh, and how that brings this group together with a um, kind of a rogue psychologist uh, that in a unique way helps them to address this, this strategy of, um, of five steps that are, are learned to, together. And, um, and those five steps are, are, are this, is what, what voices are you choosing to listen to? What voices are you choosing to listen, listen to? What's next? And I'll talk about that in a, in a little more detail here in a moment. Practice doing the right things right. And the fourth thing is focusing on what's happening through you and not to you. Focusing on what's happening through you and not to you. And finally, getting better together. Much like what Anxiety About Anxiety podcast can do for all of us. We can get we can get better together in, in listening to this and in participate participating. So let's go back and take a look at that. What voices are you choosing to listen to? Throughout um, the, the 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 many talks that I've given in the decades, we came up with two characters. One is called a builder, one is called a destroyer. I'm not going to go into those into detail, but you can imagine what those two characters would be, be like, a builder and destroyer. And they're there in, in, in each one of us. There's uh, sometimes looking in the, in the mirror in the morning, what I see staring back at me with, um, with this, uh, we, we, we created icons, the destroyer with little ears and little eyes and a, and, a, and a frown that looks like they would brighten up a room when they walk out of it, um, that... I could master that. I, I, I could see that. I, I, I could master it. It was because I was choosing to listen to that destroyer uh, voice that was going on in, 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 in my head. Or a builder with big ears, big eyes, a great big smile, great attitude, um, focus. Um, I could also choose to listen to that one because I, it was there in me as well. So so what voices do we choose to listen to? The, Michael, as the depressed motivational speaker, had this uh, white-shoed um, demon. Uh, he wore white converse. And so I, I, um, I personal, pers created a person around these thoughts. And when that person was sitting there in his audience or in his hotel room uh, talking about the things uh, pointing out the bad things, creating the problems that really weren't problems, but but so convincing that it would, would bring him into a state. He knew that he had to learn to beat that white-shoed demon. And that's what we focus on in, a bit in the book is how he did that, how he chose to listen to the things that would move him forward. So what voice do we choose to listen to? And we have that privilege of making making that choice. I love the concept of what's next. And, and the thought of this idea came from, even, even for me, and maybe for you too, that when I was, was in a depressed state, really in the middle of it, 
sometimes just moving was more than, than I could do. And uh, I would be laying on a bed someplace, needing to give a speech that night, thinking, how am I going to do that, to get up, to give this talk? And I would remember thinking, all right, what's next? What could I do? If I could just bring my hand up and touch my nose, just the tip of my nose, maybe that, that's, that's at least moving. That's what what next is all about, is that small, little thing, one little thing that we could do that could create some positive momentum that we can build on. And the next thing I knew, I could put my feet on the floor. I could maybe jump in the shower and get looking a little better, tighten up my tie before I went down to the, uh, to the meeting room and, and, um, and then amazingly give a great speech, great, great talk that, that impacted somebody that, that evening. Um, so what next? is not exactly the goal, but it's based on the goal. It's that small little step that'll move us from where we are to where we need to be in order to get to where we want to be. So the idea of what voices do I listen to and determining what's next. What's next for me? Now, this idea of practicing the right things right. All right, a little bit of a spoiler alert here. In the, um, in the book, there's, uh, there's Michael, three other characters at this farm run by this uh, rogue psychologist and she teaches us, she teaches us or teaches the, uh, the, um, um, the four characters how to practice doing the right things right by learning how to throw tomahawks. Each and every day, how do you learn to throw a tomahawk to make it stick into a target and then to maybe make 10 in a row stick and maybe 40 in a row and then maybe 50 in a row. So day in and day out, practice doing the right things right to stick those tomahawks also enabled her to help people learn, help the, her, her patients, her four her, her four patients there on the farm to practice doing the right things right. Uh, and let's consider just for a moment, maybe what some of the right things are for us. And um, five important things in that first book are some of the right things. And they are, let's continue to learn, just like you're listening to this podcast today or other podcasts. Um, you're making a commitment to continue to learn. So continuing to learn, to think, that's one right thing that we can practice every day. And, 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 and reading books and reading people and talking about this, growing each and every day, that's something that we can practice, doing the right things right. And then the, the idea of appreciating people, looking for the good in people as opposed to looking for the bad. And again, when we can start learning to connect and, and, and find the good in people, that allows us to uh, not use people as an excuse to, to get down or get depressed, looking for the good in, in people. And then having the right attitude, and I know, oh no. And then when I wrote this, even back in the late 90s there, when I wrote the book, I thought, I'm not gonna talk about attitude. Everybody talks about attitude. And the reason everybody talks about attitude is because Attitude is so important. So what are the right things that we could be doing right 
to work on our attitude. Hey, go take a walk. How about a little bit of exercise? How about cutting out some food that makes you feel terrible after you eat it and find some food that makes you feel great? How about finding something that you could do um, during the day that allows you to reflect on the positive things that are that are going on? And yet, if we're in that listening to the wrong voices or or um, or or maybe uh, not deciding, not wanting to do one small little step, the idea of doing any of that uh, to improve our attitude just doesn't sound feasible. And I believe the reason that it doesn't sound feasible, here it goes, hopefully you don't stop listening, is I think for some, there's times when we're depressed, we like being depressed. The reason is because, at least for me, I knew it got me, or at least thought it got me something back as a kid. It got me more toys. It got me attention. It got me the things that I wanted. So we like being depressed. And I think one of the things we can learn is let's stop liking being depressed. Let's stop that habit of, of being depressed. And so I continue to learn, appreciating people, having the right attitude, setting goals, setting goals, writing them down, thinking about them, setting goals, and then just don't quit. Just don't quit. Don't, don't ever give up in the middle of, uh, of, of being down. Don't ever give up in the conflict. Don't ever end on a bad day. Uh, if we could just keep working at it, Pick the tomahawk up and, and we live to throw and learn another another day. So continue to learn, appreciating people, having the right attitude, setting goals, and don't quit. Those are five things that we could practice. And I'm sure for you, if you sat down and thought about it, reflected on your good the your good times through through life when you're at your best, you would see some of the things that you know that you need to be practicing, just to be aware of it, just to create an awareness to where the right things become an instinct for us. That's a great thing. That's an important thing. In the book, we, 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 I term the, um, the, uh, the, the, the term uh, instinctual wellness so that we know just by instincts how to overcome it, how to, uh, depression, when we feel it starting to come on, Let's do some of the things that we know will, will help us. And so practicing doing the right things right. And the fourth strategy was around the idea of focusing on what's happening through us as opposed to what's happening to us. Every time, every time I talk to somebody in a, in a uh, conference room or uh, uh, even my dad in later years just observing his depression, uh, myself, where is the focus? It's on ourselves. Look what the world's doing to me. My dad used to get down and depressed, complain about somebody's doing something to him on his computer when his computer wasn't right. I don't know what they're doing. I can't get in to see my bank account anymore. It was always somebody was doing something, something to me. Uh, and so we become the center of attention, uh, the center of our own focus. And we start playing a poor me um, attitude around it. But there was something 
that I've had the privilege of, especially in my career, is when I felt that coming on, when I was down, when I was in a state of depression, there were a few clients that I knew I could always call, pick up the phone, ask how you're doing and how can I help? And the conversation, they would open up about some um, a situation they're having with an employee or uh, sales or some, some, and we would talk about it. And by the end of that five minute or 10 minute or hour phone call, I was feeling better. My focus went on what was happening through me instead of what was happening to me. And then finally getting better together. And that's what I love about the story in the book because there's these four characters and the doctor where they all grow to become better together. They all had goals that uh, they had to reach and everybody depended on um, each other reaching those goals. They all opened up uh, about depression. They all were willing to learn. They were willing to argue to, together and, and, and struggle together and win together. And I think, again, that's why I'm excited about this idea of anxiety about anxiety podcast and other things like this is it gives us a chance to open up and learn from each other so that we can all get better together, getting better together. And uh, so the group that you're that you can get together with, whether whether it's a a running club or 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 group therapy someplace, focus on knowing that we're getting better together. And I think just the the whole idea of thinking about depression as a choice. That's a first. That's a good. What's next? If you could just allow yourself to believe that, that this is a choice I'm making. I am not this person. And I believe uh, there's an opening quote in the, in, the, in the depressed motivational speaker that goes something like, um, that moment that you realize that the person that you thought yourself to be is not the person that you are, that moment will change you forever. And I think for all of us, when we realize that we do not have to be this depressed person, this, this anxiety-ridden person that really behind all of that is this great person just wanting to get out. Like, like this, this motivational speaker that's wanting to help people, that's got a story to tell, that, that can get out. And so I think when we realize we are not a, that depressed person, we're a great person that just happens to be depressed in this moment in time. That, when we realize that, we're headed in a good direction, at least for me. It was helpful. It was good for me to think about. It's, it's been helpful. I've noticed since the book has come out and since those year, two years of writing the book, and, and yes, I'll pick it up and, and read it. Uh, myself every now and then just to get reminded of the things that I've, that I've put in it. It has been a help for me. Uh, I'll end with this. You can find the Depressed uh, Motivational Speaker by Jim Paluch, P-A-L-U-C-H. Um, you can find it on Amazon.com. It's an investment in, your, in, your, in yourself and your future and in, uh, in your happiness 
It's a wonderful book to read. I think I'll, I'll, I'll also mention that. I get a lot of people who say, man, this is a good story. Up and down, I couldn't, it was a page turner. I, had, I, uh, I would stay up late every night reading it and I haven't read a book in years. Um, that's, a, that's, that's one of the things I wanted to accomplish because if it was entertaining and engaging, we'll stick with it. It'll cause us to think. That's what the depressed motivational speaker will do. So go to Amazon and, um, and find it. You can find me and, and, and maybe other uh, podcasts and talks uh, by Googling Jim Palooch. And then the, the idea again of um, helping each other. So Keith, thank you for what you're doing here. Everybody that's listened all the way to the end of this thing, thank you for listening. I look forward to, uh, to hearing, hearing from you if the opportunity arises. You can um, email us jim at jphorizons.com, jim at jphorizons.com. Thanks again, Keith. Thanks to all of you. Go get them, guys. You're the best.